right, that was a little 8-bit party in the USA. Chris, do you have a guess? Party in the USA? All right, give me a hint. Um, she sings on one of your favorite songs as a child. Uh, hold it, Dolly Parton? No. Miley Cyrus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm down with Miley. <laughs> Dude, the best is, the best is, uh, I said one of your favorite songs, and it went to instantly to Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. You know I love Dolly Parton. <laughs> you see the picture I got up in the, I see I you. did. I did. Uh, hey, this is Best Frenemies. I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny. Can't stand ya. <coughs> Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so this is the non-bummer episode. This is the episode to cleanse the palate from the last one. Yeah. Um, Donovan had a friend of her last week, and he said, oh, I, Donovan told me you have a podcast. Can I hear it? And I purposely did not play the last episode for him. Yeah, bummer episode. And then I was like, you know what? That's telling me we need to fix that if I can't just go right to the last episode. Because normally our go-to is just listen to the last episode. We, get, we got... Uh, we got better as time went on. So let me ask you this question then. I'm kind of digressing a tad. What episode of ours, like if you had to pick one episode that you're particularly proud of that you would tell people to listen to? I really liked, <laughs> I really liked the coming back from COVID episode where we were back in the studio and, uh, and we had uh, Jamie, your wife on. That was one of my favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. That was good. Is that the one where I... That was uh, when you were like, okay, guys, I, I, I'm going to just back up my wife the whole time. Johnny, you're okay with this? And I'm like, yeah. And then she's, she was talking about COVID and she's like, well, you know, I don't mind getting it. I just don't want to give it to anyone. And you said... Oh, so just like oral sex. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's when you dropped the ball, dude. <laughs> I, uh, you know what, Jamie, she's a really good guest because I think, you know, I mean, this whole podcast, I think basically the spine of this podcast is, um, you know, bickering and this kind of like underlying tension between the two of us yeah. and Jamie barely tolerates the two of us. Yeah, no. And she even said, I remember after my divorce, when I was uh, going through my tender single years, uh, Jamie Flat out in front of me, told somebody else, oh, no, I have to give Johnny shit because there's no one at home to give him shit anymore. I know. I don't know why women feel like <laughs> we got to keep him down. I mean, I think basically she kind of sees you and I are basically carbon copies of each <laughs> yeah. other. I just have uh, or you just have hair. And so she's like, well, no, it's my job. I got a freaking I, I think it is there at what point. Are females told that they just got to keep men down? Got to knock them down a couple pegs. Yeah, like that, just to like keep them off balance. That person is enjoying themselves far too much today. Let's knock them down a couple pegs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so I haven't I haven't talked to you in person since you went. You took your son to the Beastie Boys Museum. How was that? You know, it was really cool. It was so. It's it, in L.A., right? Yeah, it's on La Brea. And kind of by American Rag on La Brea. Uh, they don't, I, I'm going to be honest, they don't charge for it. You just, you have to make a reservation online. 
and I think it's beyond the street. I think it's beyond the street.com. Uh, if they would have charged money, I probably would have been a little bummed. disappointed. It, yeah. looks, it looks like they don't have a, like a ton of stuff. No, they don't have a ton of stuff, but there's uh, dude, the shit that's cool is they have for like tons of the songs. They have the handwritten like on lyrics. Yeah. That's sick. Lyric, and they're like crossed out and they wrote up, you know, and you one. can like read what they originally wrote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was super cool. And then they got like a bunch of shit, like their, their, um, passes for like when they were on tour with Madonna and what is oh, probably yeah. 88, 89, oh, yeah. something like that. Uh, and that was cool. A bunch of photos. You know what I wish they would have had there? The uh, giant inflatable penis that used to come up during the Madonna tour. Oh, I didn't see that. They had a, it was in their Beastie Boys book. They're like, yeah, somewhere in LA in a storage facility is a 10 foot blow up penis that we used to have come out to at Madonna concerts that would like raise up at the end. In front of all of Madonna's like twelve year old fans, too. So in the documentary, we talked about it on the uh, Apple TV, whatever is, which is a great documentary. But they went in to really embrace the kind of like the the professional wrestling persona of just like the bad guys, and there's just like the spill that they would say Madonna concert. And like, let's put it in context. These were the people in the audience, yeah. and they're like 13-year-old girls dressed up like Madonna. Uh, oh, and they just have MCA going off like, we're going to clobber them tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was super cool. Um, you know, it was cool just seeing like the behind the, you know, like old like concert photos, like yeah. hand-drawn concert photos before they got big, and it was cool. Did you, was, eat, did you eat anywhere out there when you were out there? Uh, no, uh, my kid wasn't, wasn't hungry, but the thing is, you know what he did is he, uh, Jackson wanted to drive his car up there as like a test run. Okay. Cause okay. until then he would only been on the freeway once. Oh shit. Yeah. So he drove up, he did great, but he has an event he's going to this weekend up in downtown LA. So I think he wanted to just uh, get a feel of it. Yeah. Give it a test drive. So dude, I love his car though. I, every time we oh, get in it, the Vo? a 1990, uh, Volvo 240 DL station wagon. And dude, I fucking love that car. And every time we get in, I'm like, I can't wait till this is my car. He's like, what? why do you always say that? Like, why do you think you're going to get this car? I'm like, because at some point, you're going to want a new car. And it, I'm going to be there. And I'm taking it. It's a cool color. And, and you know, I got a soft spot for that because I, I drove a 244DL in uh, high school. Dude, that, you know what? And I don't think, I had a friend, my friend, the pilot, uh, he had one. It wasn't a station wagon, but it was like. Yeah, mine was a four-door. Yeah, it was probably like late. I mean, God, at that time, it was probably the 70s, and he fucking hated it. And I was like, well, yeah, it's probably like they break down all the time, like just old European cars. I had no idea. Dude, those cars run forever. Yeah. And they, like. I think they're, I think they're Swiss. I want to say Volvo, Swiss. Switzerland. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, dude, they're, they're like super reliable, like safe. Dude, and so much steel like wrapped around your child. I love that uh, Kurt Cobain would only drive Volvos because they were safe, as he was like banging heroin. <laughs> dude, uh, 
Does your son's have you looked in the glove box? Does it have that mirror? He does. It has the Johnny Cocaine mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, hey, tested and certified. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point in my life i mean w- when you told me the story and i looked at the mirror in the glove box yeah. i was looking at it's a really small mirror and i was like pussy it, well it's funny because the movie spun he drove that car and i kept waiting and of course they had a scene where the guy was doing it doing the crystal meth off that mirror in there and i'm like man i wonder if they got the car specifically just to put in the movie so they could do that scene hey on a side note so this is how we we function here with uh uh, we digress and get off on tangents so spun when i worked at the magazine flaunt magazine my first first day on the job was i worked the premiere for that because the magazine had sponsored it (laughs) Uh, I remember the owner too. <laughs> the freaking met Francis Ford Coppola. Like Francis Ford Coppola was standing there, like in the theater, like nobody by himself, just standing there. And so I went up to him and was just like, "Dude, big you, fan." Yeah, huge fan. You're one reason I went to film school. And he was super nice. And then met like. Brittany Murphy, Ashton Kutcher were there, freaking Christina Aguilera, who was bodyguard, almost beat the shit out of me. Because you got too close? Yeah, I touched him because he was like getting aggressive with my boss. Yeah. And the guy was like, he wasn't that tall, you know, like maybe a couple inches taller than me. So probably like 5'10", but probably weighed like 350 pounds. Like, yeah. So I touched him just like trying to defuse the situation. And he turned on me like a mountain. Get your fucking hands off me. Don't you fucking touch me. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, all right, Lewis, you're on your own. Dude, that happened to me. I was at a magic show in Las Vegas that not, not like magic, not like rabbit out of a hat, but Zigfried and uh, Zigfried and Roy. Like the ASR show. I got it. Got it. It's called magic. I understand. And I, I went and had a cigarette like on the side door and then, um, I was coming back in and everyone was like standing by the door. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, well, Jay-Z and Beyonce are about to walk out. And the, 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 the route, because there was like a car waiting for them right, that pulled up when I was smoking. So I was like, oh, well. And I had a digital camera. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get a couple shots. And like, as it got closer, as they were getting closer, one of their PR people was like, hey, I see you got a camera. You, you can take a couple pictures. That's fine. But just, you know, stay out of the way. So they come walking up, and I, and, I, and I tell Beyonce, I'm like, oh, you're amazing, you know, whatever you say. And then I took a couple snaps, and I took a couple snaps to Jay-Z, and he smiled. Then Jay-Z's bodyguard that was next to him grabbed me by the fucking throat and pinned me against the wall. For taking photos? Yeah, dude. Like, I was like TMZ or something. And, and I just was like, okay, <laughs> like it happened so quick. So what did he say? He didn't say shit. He was like, he was like, he was like about a foot closer to Jay-Z, like in front of Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And he just grabbed me and, and like literally just grabbed me and pinned me against the wall till they left out the door. I'm going to say that that's a tad aggressive. It was, it was super aggressive. Fucking dude. tad aggressive. <laughs> and, uh, and they almost broke my, uh, you know, 16... 16 whatever camera 16 pixel camera it was like it was a early 2000s when that happened i mean yeah what a jerk dude i mean because when you look at me obviously intimidating comes to mind and uh overbearing yeah jesus (laughs) i mean huh uh 
Oh, anyway, but hold my sponge story. So when I was working at Flying, the uh, like the next day, the fucking screenwriter came in. Total fucking tweaker, shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking stole the batteries out of the remote control, the TV remote control. <laughs> and it was just like standard. That's a power move. That's dude, a power move. Dude. I, he probably does that at every single like hotel room, even if they're just doing press that day in a hotel room. He probably walks around and steals every single remote like, battery. Dude, the fucking bat. What are you gonna do with those two double A batteries you stole from Flaunt? You always need them, dude. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, meth. Yeah, dude, powerful drug. Don't hell of a drug. Hey, don't meth with it, dude. Uh, all right. Well, hey, you know what? On this episode, we do top five things we'd rather be doing than recording this podcast. Uh, I think we're living them right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about the HBO Max movie, The Menu. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that. I or do not. remember it. It's been a while, but I do remember it. And uh, we're going to recommend some. Hey, do you know what you're recommending? I do know what I'm going to recommend. Holy shit. I got I to gotta come up with it. It's a good one, too. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you. On this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. Alright, thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. Okay, this is Top 5 things uh we'd rather be doing than recording this podcast and strangely this is a really easy list to come up with i'm not gonna lie (laughs) could have done a (laughs) hundred uh chris uh, chris you have been horrible at getting you in front of a mic lately you know you're like you're like uh axel rose and chinese democracy uh recording schedule right now yeah, what what did they like? Didn't someone do like Pepsi or something or Dr Pepper? Dr Pepper. What did they do? What was the thing? They they said if if Guns N' Roses dropped Chinese Democracy this year, we'll give everyone in the world a free Dr Pepper. Did they have to pay up? Yeah, they did. They gave you they gave you if you if you bought the album, they gave you like a claim check that you can go to Seven Eleven and get your free Dr Pepper. Dude, that's fucking amazing marketing. Whoever came up with that is genius. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, all right. What is your number five? Number five, it would be, oh, I'd, instead of doing the podcast, I'd rather be making beef jerky or smoking any kind of meat, Chris. There comes a time in every man's life when they're like 35 and they, they, they go one of two directions. They, get, they go really into IPA beer or, or they uh, go really into smoking meat and... Uh, I think we should get into the IPA uh, 
what was it? IPA, right? IPA, yeah. Yeah. Those came out. I don't even know what the hell. What does that even stand for? I don't even know. I'm out of the the beer the beer game. I believe it it means that it's gonna be bitter and and it's gonna be fruity or coffee. You know, Billy, my brother. You know, IPA guys. They're just they're dude. All they are is uh, guys that used to collect Star Wars toys that grew up and now they collect alcohol cans. I, you know, I, I never understood people that are really into like the craft beers and all these foo-foo beers. Cause it's mm. like, dude, I want to get drunk. Yeah. Like I want to fucking give me a Budweiser. Cause that shit, I could guzzle it. Yeah. Guzzle it. But the other stuff, it's like, you each, it's like you got to chew before you swallow. <laughs> Fuck that. All right. My number five, uh, doing pre-production on my uh, Christian-themed porno <laughs> that I'm currently uh, doing. Uh, now, you, you didn't go the Mormon theme. Mormon themed porno. Because what was that one documentary we watched that was like where the guy got like blown up and shit? Oh, um, freaking Mark Hoffman. Uh I can't remember what the see, name of it. See my my thing on the on the Mormon religion. I've only been taught by that documentary and South Park creators doing Book of Mormon is my only knowledge. Of Actually, both are pretty. No, honest. hey, they're pretty. the The South Park one is really accurate. Yeah, but uh, you know, so obviously that was a joke. I'm working on. Um, actually, March first weekend in March, I'm going to be shooting uh, a short film. Uh, that I'm really excited about and working, uh, you know, with some really talented people. Um, and so I was coming up with a Christian theme porno just as a joke. And I was like, no, you know what? The Bible has a lot of shit in it that is really <laughs> fucking like questionable, like wife swapping, freaking adultery, like it. Lots of violence. Dude. It's seriously, it's it would a, make... It's I, a Quentin Tarantino movie, Chris. I'm actually thinking we should probably think about doing a Christian-themed uh, porno. I think there would be a market for that, you know? Uh, oh, and we can advertise on uh, ChristianMingle.com. Right, yeah. right, and Plenty of Fish. I mean, because everyone knows those those Christian women are freaky-deaky. Yeah. Uh, or so I hear. Uh, all right, what's your number four? Number four... Number four, you caught me off guard, dude. I was so enthralled with the uh, Christian porno that I lost my place. I know, right? Okay. Number four, oh, playing shuffleboard. Legit old people shuffleboard, not the cool ones at the bars that you slide. You know, this whole pickleball thing, that's old people sport. Dude, that hey, became... whoa, whoa, whoa. Shut your dirty mouth, dude. Pickleball is fucking fun. Dude. Have you played like on a cruise ship, like stand up shuffleboard? Act, you... Well, no. I hey, I, I'm totally back in the real shuffleboard because it is amazingly fun. When I was a kid, we had would go to dinner um, at this couple's house, and they had a shuffleboard court. I don't even know what you call it downstairs in their basement on like the tiles, and they'd have the big, you know, whatever their freaking rod thing yeah. is. You, yeah, yeah, dude, shuffleboard's fun. <clears throat> the shaft. Chris it's is that sh- what it is it's the shaft oh you know all the lingo with the with the c-clamp yep yeah yeah oh dude hey dude. I'm not even gonna ridicule you for that I like <clears throat> shuffleboard and you know what? and pickleball yeah well here's the thing when pickleball like the craze started coming back and like all the 
all the younger kids started playing pickleball and stuff. Like when I would see videos, like, like I, I'd look and be like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. I could, I could kill it at pickleball. Now I just saw a video the other day where like apparently like tennis people are like, fuck you guys. And now I'm seeing it like where the ball's not even dropping in games. It's just like, and now I'm like, okay, now I'm out. Now there's like really good players. So I want to jump on the next craze. Can we find out when it's still no one's doing it? When no one's really, dude, when no one's doing it, when no, when no one's doing it, you could be one of the best at it. It's like, that's why I always pick impressions that no one's doing and I can be the best at it. Like my impression of Alf, Chris. You know what? Ha! Willie! See, that's pretty good, right? Actually, that's not no, bad. Nobody's doing it. I was going to ridicule you, but no, that was pretty good. Uh, hey, the pickleball. So, one, it's fucking huge in Utah. Like, yeah. every apartment complex well, has, like, a, a pickleball court. I enjoy doing it because it's like the lazy man's tennis. You don't have to run it's kinda as com- much. It's kind of in between ping pong and yeah. tennis. Uh, but the thing is, I played so Jackson, who's a good tennis player, is on the tennis team in high yeah. school. It's fucking amazing at pickleball. Like fucking smokes me. But I played with a kid who's, I guess, like sponsored. I don't know what that means, dude. They put like a fucking Top spin, spin yeah. on the freaking ball, like throwing a knuckleball or something in baseball, and it's like. What the fuck? Just hit the goddamn yeah. ball. Yeah. But, now, see, now they're too good. Now, well, now that I mean, they have the pro league and like Kevin Durant and LeBron James own a professional pickleball team. Like now, it's getting we, serious. We should jump on like uh, lawn bowling or what's that bocce ball? Guarantee that's coming next. Probably. Well, and you know, actually, speaking of picking up something that isn't popular, so when I first started snowboarding back in like fucking 87 or something yeah. like i was like one of five snowboarders on the mountain on the mountain the first time they landed on the mountain i fucking sucked i was horrible but everyone's like whoa you're good i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i was good you know you, no you i can, fucking sucked dude you can tell by my fluorescent pink jacket <laughs> that i <laughs> oh dude yeah i came to shred i remember like having to hike up on the side of mountains like before they'd even let us snowboard yeah no i mean it was a big deal with utah light and you could feel it if you were snowboarding underneath the chairlift every fucking eye was on you yeah 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 yeah. they're like oh that's one of those snowboards oh dude they hate it yeah all right my number uh four you know i'd rather be spending time trying to decide what's more mediocre the best frenemies podcast or my basketball team the utah jazz like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I actually think Best Frenemies is probably performs consistently better than my team. Like, we are right in the middle, about 500. You know, I think 26 wins, 26 losses. And sometimes you watch and there are glimmers of like, oh, dude, we're, we're good. Like, we got this, our all-star player yeah. this year, the, uh, Mark Kanan. It's fucking amazing. But then it's just like we got smoked yesterday. Like Damian Lillard went off for like sixty points. Yeah, sixty points. And then he basically total like afterwards. Well, how was uh you know your point? He's like, no, nah, it's pretty easy. It was pretty simple. Like, yeah, he wasn't even sweating, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I just uh, pulled up the conference and the number, the number four 
The number four team is twenty six and twenty three, and the number and the Lakers are at uh, 11, 12, 13th place, and they're twenty three and twenty six. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not. There's this not year a lot. is crazy. How like everyone's in the same boat? Like it's gonna it's gonna be the finish line to see who's who's in, who has to do the play in this year. Like they're all exactly the same. There's no like outlying like front runner at this point. Hey, so I'm going to take this moment to um, tell Jugs, uh, our, you know, patron saint of full metal jujitsu, our podcast and uh, jujitsu who lives in Australia. Anytime he comes across some fucking Utah jazz (laughs) memorabilia, he fucking like will send the video to us and be like, "The fucking joke," because <laughs> uh, Jugs knows Lakers is what's up, and I've explained to him like we could be in last place, but we're the fucking Lakers, dude. Fucking, he's lame ass. All right, uh, what's your number three? Number three, I'm gonna change this to uh, if we weren't recording the podcast, I think once a month I would uh. Because, you know, we're a monthly podcast, Chris. I mean, barely. I'd probably, I'd probably go for that one day. I would, I would make it a, uh, a Jitsu Garage day. And I'd go train with you guys at Jitsu Garage since I miss my friends that left AOJ. You know what? Actually, <laughs> I have a, a – you know, I was thinking about this. Funny, this morning. Oh, yeah. So, whatever, dude. You don't want to train with us. That's fine. <laughs> You know, I, I've given up, you know, whatever. I, dude. I didn't leave. <laughs> I, I, I get it. But the thing is, you said the other day, you're like, hey, if uh, Professor Jeff comes and trains with the guys in the garage, I'll show up. I'm like, yeah, hold on a second. So you won't show up for your best friend, but freaking bow hunting Professor Jeff, <laughs> you would freaking show up. I was like, what a dick. Uh, what a dick. But you guys consistently are there. I know you're there. You know? No, dude, I'm really loving it. We have a good time. I love that crew. Let's. We got a lot. I mean, dude, it's just such a good vibe. Such a good vibe. I I just like training with, you know, world champion. I Black understand. Belt. Hey, dude. Hey, I'm, let's be honest, Chris. Let's be honest. It's cross street from my house. Yeah, whatever. I, I mean, no, you, you've made it really clear that you are not willing to put forth well, any no, effort to here, come train with here, your friends. Here lies the problem. All right, tell me. I my my time schedule. I don't even want to hear whether working or not. Listen, I refuse to buy my son, my thirteen-year-old son, an electric bike to not even pedal to school because that's like the hot thing that all the parents do around here. And I'm not going to give my son a fourteen-hundred-dollar bike that he could. Oh. I didn't think I needed to lock it up as I went in the store and like have it stolen like within a week, dude. I'm just not. I'm not gonna risk that. I'm not gonna do it. So he's refusing to pedal his bike to school now. So I drop him off or pick him up. That is a really long-winded excuse for not training. With well, us. no, the time frame. Like I couldn't. I couldn't be back in time to get him to school. Oh, so are we gonna be seeing you a lot during the summer? The summer. Which summer, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great excuse, bro. Hey, we'll see if you guys are still there in the summertime. First of all, 
Of course we're still going to be able I, I think in. once the novelty wears off of like, we're doing it. We hey, got our own spot. Hey, hey. You're going to see the attendance that's going to go down. And then you're going to realize you're just in a shitty gym. And yeah. you're not in a cool no, gym. You know what? One, it's not a shitty gym. Two. It was cooler when you, you guys know were what? in garages. You know what? Johnny, you just don't understand the bond that we have. <laughs> we're all on the same jujitsu journey. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, my number three, I would think uh, a better use of my time um, than recording this podcast right now would be detoxing and rehab. Uh, Off of what, dude? <laughs> Can you make it something good this time, dude? <laughs> you know, I've had a few people go, dude, so you've gone out. Everyone knows you've gone out. You lost all your time. Yeah. Like, and it's not point. even like cool. Like it's you actually our number one dick fan, O'Sheen. Yeah. He was like, I was hoping for like at least, you know, a good fentanyl story. Of course, he gets a fentanyl. I want a dick. <laughs> I know. So, oh, you mean like my death? Was there ever a point where you're like, well, I'm out. So might as well do what I enjoyed. No, because it, I convinced myself that i wasn't really out because yeah. you know i was not doing like yeah. i never drank i mean i still haven't had a drink for over 20 years and it was like dude it's tramming like i wasn't even like fucking high really but you know yeah. whatever it is what it is anyway what is your number uh two number two is um sending out texts to people who have podcasts and asking them, when are you guys going to record a new episode? I mean, like, I have you guys on my list, and I've noticed that it. Should I take this off? Are you guys still a podcast? Should I take this? That's that's the shit we've gotten lately. Yeah. I won't say any initials, but that fucking dick O'Sheen. Our number one dick fan, O'Sheen. <laughs> such an asshole. He, he, he said that, and I just started laughing because there was nothing we could say, dude. You know what? The thing about O'Sheen, though, he gives a shit. Which, you know, that's fair. But he also fucking listens to the Listen, podcast and you know with I, like freaking, if the episode is 30, you know, nine minutes long, he will get back to us like 40 minutes later. And the best part is, is he will, he will give us life updates as he's listening of his own takes and comments on things we're talking about. And it's never positive. <laughs> it's the best. It's dude. never positive. When, I, when his texts start coming in, I'm like, oh, he's listening right now. <laughs> Actually, it was funny. I did get uh, a couple people that I know listen to our podcast after the last episode. Yeah. It was like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, you haven't listened to the podcast, have you? And they're like, <laughs> no, not yet. I'm like... Okay, go listen. Yeah, to go it. listen and call me back. <laughs> it's gonna save me a lot of time. Uh, all right, my number uh, two. Uh, better use of my time than recording this podcast would be listening to a real podcast that comes out on time. What? I know. I know. It's like. Uh, do, do you think they have handlers that like get them in front of the mic and just make them go out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've tried. Uh, you know, again, you are Axl Rose and the Chinese Democracy album. I talked to a guy once who was like, I mean, essentially, I don't think this was his title, but he was like basically handler for Linkin Park. Okay. And he was like, he would like physically have to push them on the stage. <laughs> Because they'd be like, dude, I don't feel like doing... It's like us on a podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't really want to. And it's like, get your fucking ass out there. Like... Hey, yeah. when you sent me the text that you're coming in early, it just says it just says Chris, you know, and I was like, oh, 
think he's going to cancel today. And then it said, I'll be there right now. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Because, like, you know. Oh, the best is when, like, when if you cancel, cancel yeah. you're like, I can't. Do- oh, all right, dude. Record whenever you can, buddy. <laughs> like, it's all right. All right, what's your number one? Number one, probably my favorite thing to do in the world is I would be uh, taking a nap right now. Chris. You know what? I don't really get. Have you seen so, my, my room? I, I have it completely blacked out. I have, uh, it's been kind of cold lately, and I have a, a king-size electric blanket on the bed. So, back in the day, like, I worked at the bar, and I was in college, and my hours were all fucked up. Yeah. Like, I could take naps. Like, fucking two-hour, middle-of-the-day freaking nap, and it was great. I can't take naps now. Well, I wasn't allowed a nap the first eight years of Donovan's life, except on Father's Day once a year. And like... Should we stop you from taking naps? Yeah. Or it was just just you're too busy. Just not allowed. Just not allowed. Like even if he was napping? Uh, Well, I was at work when he was napping. Mm. Wow, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I would love to be able to take naps. Naps are the best. Dude. I mean, there's times I've gotten up and gotten to jujitsu with like two hours of sleep. And the idea is like, all right, well, I could take a nap. And I even know, like, I'm not going to be taking Yeah, a not, nap. After, not after all our pre workouts flowing through our veins. Too. Hey, what do you think about uh, Chris? Uh, Chris ran out of pre workout. And so I was nice enough to offer him my pre workout. You sponsored me with uh, Woke AF. Woke as fuck is it? Actually, I was not. So all pre-workout is not made the same. No. Like. Hey, I remembered what we used to take. It was Diamond and Black Diamond series. I can't even remember. It's all a haze. I yeah. I can't even remember. But Jer- I was not prepared for woke as fuck. <laughs> you know? I mean. And I, I took one and it was like. It, it, it says it on the can, Chris. I Apparently. <laughs> So that's on you. But you know, and so <laughs> some pre-workout, like they recommend one scoop. I take two. Yeah. You know, woke as fuck. I don't even take a full one. Oh no. I take like three quarters of a scoop. I, well, I like, I like will take off the top. Like it's an officially like a legit one scoop. I take my finger. I go across the top. Yeah. I don't want any more than that. And it's, yeah. I think actually it's going to last me a while. What you gave me. It wasn't even a full one. It's expensive, but I mean, you, you see where that money goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number one thing I'd rather be doing than recording this podcast right now is spending my time finding you a replacement co- co-host. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> We're taking applications. Every did to see you guys know the last six episodes, Chris is like, is this my farewell podcast episode well one of those episodes you came in and you were like no we were fighting because it was right when you fucking it was right when i accused you of quitting jujitsu altogether oh yeah you were fucking giving me shit and you came in like making something like oh yeah i was like we're we're done i don't even know blah 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 like we're gonna quit i'm like all right is this the last one we should (laughs) probably call that out and you were like you can't quit me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially now that we don't, you're not my training partner anymore. Like this is the only time I see you. That's on you, bro. <laughs> That's on you. Uh, all right. Those are our top five things we'd rather be doing than recording this podcast. Could have done a hundred. Show me, show me, show me.
that gonna fit everyone? Yeah, easily. 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? 12.50 a head, that's how. What are we eating, a Rolex? It's one of his classics. You have to try the mouthfeel of the mignonette. Please don't say mouthfeel. Tonight will be madness. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible. Welcome to Hawthorne. Here we are family. Yes, we harvest, we ferment, we gel. We gel. We gel. He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game is trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is gonna be. You won't know till the end. Who are you? I am Margo. Why do you care? I have to know if you're with us or with them. This menu. The pictures, they're of us. This guest list. How do they get these? It's not good. This entire evening. Jesus Christ. This is just theater, it's stagecraft. We're leaving now. Has been painstakingly planned. This is real, isn't it? What the hell is going on? We now offer you a 45 second head start. Okay, 45 seconds starts now. This is what you're paying for. Get out of my way. It's all part of the menu. It's okay. No, we're gonna die today. Yes, we are. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. You told them it was my birthday? Seemed funny about three hours ago. Hey! <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, I'm, bring, I'm bringing it back. Hey. I'm bringing it back. All right. We are going to discuss the HBO Max movie, The Menu. Hey, was that one of those uh, released in the theater at the same time as... Uh, I would think so. Like video on demand like that you know how hbo max get a couple times a year gets like the movie that's in the theater yeah. like you pay extra and because i had never heard of it so basically so the menu um so on hbo max it hasn't been out for very long maybe like a month or so uh you were like dude you gotta watch this movie the menu i watched it and i'm like dude you're gonna like this movie so you're telling it and i was kind of like i was getting ready to like go to bed and like i'm like eh, i'll start i'll like watch the first 10 minutes 20 minutes or yeah. something and then i'll excuse myself and go read a book uh no it was fucking good it was a good story and i just read because i was looking up the director i guess mark mylod uh and i just saw a quick little quote right now that i guess that restaurant that it's based on or it is based on a real Restaurant on an island in Norway. And let's, yeah, let's bring, they do, now I don't know if any of you guys watch Chef's Table, but they do like a breakdown of all the ingredients and when they're, when they're showing the dish. And in the movie, the cool thing is, is when anytime they walk out with something, they give you the, like across the film, it gives you like a text of exactly what is so being plated give a breakdown uh of the premise of the movie the, well it's, it's 
it starts out with everyone that like in a very exclusive club being going to this to uh, a very famous chef's restaurant. It's on an island. So everyone's boated in. And you know, there's um it's all these like foodie and, and writing food critics, and then there's, you know, John Laguiziamo plays a uh, famous actor that he got who's you know, he says, I, I'm a self self-described foodie and he's bringing his manager it seems like the one guy had a date and ended up hiring um the girl from queen's gamut anya yeah good the red-haired anya taylor joy so fucking hot by the way you know what actually she's developed into an actress that dude general hair movies are pretty freaking good yeah, she's probably going to stop showing her boobies after a while. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. They, I mean, she, she, was, famous. In, she was in The Witch, no more boobs. which I liked. She was in The, the Northman, uh, and Queen's Gamut was great. Uh, Last Night in Soho was awesome. Yeah, so, she, I mean, she generally, I think, kind of, it's kind of like Brad Pitt for me. Like, you generally like the movies that they're in, that they're you're in. like, oh, it's going to be good. It's worth the watch. Uh, Ray Fines plays the chef. So he brings in, um, so these people come in, I don't know, they're like 20 of them for this event, this, you know, you know, a show, the chef talks about everything beforehand and you immediately know right out of the gate, something's going on. Like it's really fucking weird. It's really kind of awkward. He has this crazy assistant that like goes around to each table and makes it even weirder and more uncomfortable. And so when I just said it was based on a, a, a real place, I guess they do that. They're like, yeah, you're basically the place on this Island in Norway. You're held hostage for hours as they go into detail on the whole food, you know, every course. The and it's experience. just, yes, it's a huge experience. And to me, Dude, that just seems like a fucking nightmare. But but I was into it. And like as I was watching the movie, I'm like, you know what? I really need to watch Chef's Table if this is what's going on, dude. Yeah. So I, one, I don't think I have ever watched a cooking show in my entire life. Like nothing. I've never. I watched like the first couple seasons of Top Chef when it came out. Yeah. I have no. And I've never. So the whole foodie culture right now, like people are fucking into that shit. Like Jamie worked with a girl who's like the, her whole family was like every week they it, would pick a new spot spot go. because it's like they follow it online and everyone's like, oh, you got to go to this. And some things you kind of look at and you're like, well, yeah, it's super shishi and fancy, but then some of the, I mean, they'll go to these like hole in the wall, like Mexican restaurants that apparently foodies are like, it is the best. Like, this is the best Bria you have in Orange County. <laughs> yeah. And they're like super. I, you know what? I, I'm a little guilty. Billy and I will send each other like, oh, best, best pizza in Orange County, best burrito in Orange County. And where we're like, let's fucking meet there and try that. Like I, I will do that. I'm more on the lower side of things. Like if. If you're going to tell me that California finally has a place that has good barbecue, Chris, I'm going. And I'm going to try it out, and then I'm going to go, meh. All right, so let me ask you this question. What's the best barbecue place, in your opinion, in Orange County? (sighs) Well, I'm hearing... I haven't had it yet. I'm hearing Heritage Barbecue, and uh, 
What is that? Uh, San Miguel? I don't know. I'm hearing Heritage Barbecue is, is the best in Orange County, but like... They just don't know how to do the smoke right. Nothing's ever smoky enough. When I jump on a plane, I was just in South Carolina. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. Maybe it's, and I don't know what if, if, if the wood's just different. You know how like they say like, you know, a, a bagel in New York, you can never be duplicated in California. And they think it has to do with the water and this and that. And You know what's funny is that stuff like that, like bagels and then like pizza. Pizza. In New York, like everyone, and I'll try that. I'll like, I'll go, all right, well, I got it. This is the place to get a slice of pizza. And I'm never like, like huh? eh. I mean, I think I, I'm guessing I've probably destroyed my taste buds. Like I just, I can eat the same thing as you know, French, like <laughs> keto French toast every day, multiple times a day. And I don't fucking care. Like for the most part, you, yeah, you, I eat not. I just don't want to be hungry. You burn out food like I burn out like a popular song, dude. <laughs> I just, I, dude, I don't really care that much. But not to say that I can't appreciate. Uh, you like you like anything? You like all the 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 smoky stuff I make? Oh yeah, no, you're shit, dude. The freaking your beef jerky, your freaking. Oh well, actually, hold on, I'm gonna back up. So anytime we have a Dawn Patrol party. All the Brazilians get together and will like cook meat. Yeah. And I don't know what the deal is about Brazilians and cooking meat, but it's fucking fantastic. It's, it's the uh, it's the salt they're using. They're using a certain kind of rock salt. But the, There's a Hawaiian sea salt. They use a sea salt. Chris. It's always moist yeah, and, and like you, freaking you know juicy. What? With steak, and man? tasty. It is freaking fantastic even jean yeah where jean had us come over and yeah. he cooked probably like and he was dropping the the sea salt on freaking it, like 200 dollars worth of different kinds of meat a good a good piece of meat doesn't need a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff in it and actually i even asked him when he invited us over for lunch i was like hey do you want me to bring like a, a salad or something like a side dish and it was like i mean i guess if you want <laughs> yeah. like and then but once you go there and you're eating meat it's like yeah really all i want to eat is the meat right now yeah i'll eat it till i have the meat sweats dude oh dude you totally get the meat sweats <laughs> like it uh so anything i mean i can taste things and go wow that's really good but it's just out at like yeah whatever i'll eat whatever i don't care brazilian barbecue all day oh dude skirt steak yeah you every it. once in a while you and i will make a bet in the in the winter gets a free meal at a brazilian steakhouse and we always laugh because we both win we get to oh, have the bad i need to go there i haven't been there sometimes forever. i'm disappointed with myself like if i turn that coaster over because you have a red side and a green side and the green side means keep bringing that delicious meat over to my side of the table and then when you finally like when you physically cannot eat it anymore you have to turn it to red and you feel shame. But this is the thing with Brazilian barbecues. I swear to God, like I would just eat. So like El Gora, the place I go to, yeah. their skirt steak is like butter. And I would just eat all skirt steak. But I, I'm hungry because I usually starve myself yeah. before I go. Oh, yeah. So I'm fucking eating everything like the dumb chicken legs and Whoa. like, but then when I'm really getting full and I flip the coaster over to red. I swear that it's like skirt steak, like raining from the sky. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. dude, why couldn't you brought that out to begin with? You know what you got to do? You got to be selective and just tell them to fuck off when they come with the chicken. Oh, dude, 
down. Or yeah. the or the uh, say, come back with a skirt steak. You gotta just be. You gotta be demanding. Lamb or whatever, which I'll eat because I'm hungry. But it's like, ju- just bring me the, the skirt steak. The sausage steak. starts to fill me up, dude. Oh, I'll eat that. Yeah, you know, I'm, <laughs> get, I'm kind of getting hungry. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, bro. Uh, anyway, so the menu. Um, so there's. It starts there's taking tension a going on. It takes a really dark, dark turn. And there's a moment, and I don't want to say anything, but something happens, and you're like, okay, the show's just completely changed. Yeah. And, dude, it's really... It's an original story. It's Yeah. Good. You know what? I mean... It's refreshing, and then like a new story. It's. I thought... It, I mean, I was just going to watch it for like 20 minutes and then go to bed, but what? I was sucked in. It was really good. It's, it's worth watching. The acting is fantastic. I think the story's unique. Uh, and it does, I mean, I like seeing movies that show me something different, like this food culture. And dude, the cool part is, is each table has like a different underlying story going on. Yeah. That they yeah. start feeding you little bits of information. I, uh, the ending, um, I mean, it ended how it had to end. I'm not going to say that, but I, I'm saying it was a, it was a, little disappointing like yeah it, it could have gone so many different ways it, yeah it could have gone a little bit different i kind of wait but you know it was on a march toward this and there was just only one question whether yeah. one character was going to be involved uh but i like it i i hbo max the menu it is uh definitely two thumbs up from yeah best friend absolutely <laughs> bitches back <laughs> all right this is recommendation i'm jumping right in so everyone knows one of my favorite uh i was gonna say current writers but i actually think he's probably one of my favorite writers uh jordan harper i've recommended the book she rides shotgun um on the episode everyone i've recommended that book to has loved it reading it right now and love it yeah no he's great and he just had a new book come out called Everybody Knows. It's kind of a departure of, for subject matter. He, you know, his other book, like The Last King of California and She Rides Shotgun and a lot of his short stories are kind of like this, uh, I don't know, kind of like Sons of Anarchy type vibe, you know, like Tweakers in the Inland Empire kind of thing, Bikers, yeah. Aryan, you know, yeah, Aryan Brotherhood. Everything I'm into, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so this one, though, is, I mean, still, it's, 
This is for John or uh, Billy. It's uh, neo noir. Uh, is it still gritty? But it yes, very gritty. It deals with kind of a PR um, person for celebrities in Hollywood, and the 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 hook of the story is her boss is gunned down uh, on as she was on her way to meet him about some. Uh, it was a big deal, a super secret um, business venture that was like going to allow them to basically you know, make enough money that she could open her own like PR firm, her own agency. And as she was driving to meet him, he's gunned down. Uh, It is fantastic. I mean, it's dude, the guy's just a a freaking wordsmith. And I mean, I'm kind of pulling a Johnny here. I have not finished it. I'm halfway through, but it is fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. All his books. I, I really like this writer. And I was telling uh, Billy, because Billy's reading. We're both reading uh, after your recommendation. Uh, she read Shotgun. Oh, is he reading and, it now, too? Yeah. Okay. And uh, you and I are going to... Well, I'm not going to get too into it, because you and I are going to actually have a whole episode about that book when I'm done. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm do a year book, from now. A book... <laughs> A book club, so episode now, 100. This is what I've been doing. I go early to because I have to pick up my my son from school because, you know, no electric bike <laughs> on my watch. And uh, I'll go a half hour early, so I read like a chapter or two. While you're waiting for him? While I'm waiting for him. Yeah, eat. And every chapter, I was telling Billy, every chapter, there's just so much. He gives you so much. So much happens. He's... He definitely gets to the point in his writing. That's what I love. There's always something going on. We should actually have Billy on for that episode. We could do a whole book club. She writes Shotgun Book Club, which would actually make me I need, reread it. I should probably reread it. Uh, and actually, we can even talk about, I just finished. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you when I have like 10 chapters left and you can reread it and, and, and beat, beat me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just rec- or read a, a book, a Don Winslow book, uh, City on Fire, uh, that your brother recommended. It was very good. Yeah. Um, that guy's a good writer, too. He is a, yeah, he's a great I, writer. So I hear. <laughs> well, all, you said you read Savages, right? Yes, I did. That's the guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good writer. Don Winslow. I can, I can, I'm back in it. All right, I'm into this conversation. And look who's back in the conversation. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody knows by Jordan Harper, uh, a big thumbs up from Christopher for that. What you recommended? Okay. I am recommending, and actually, uh, Annie kept telling us to check out this movie. She kept a bunch of times, and so I uh, talked to my pirate friend and got it. And I I have it here right now. It's Triangle of Sadness, which just got nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards, too. Hmm. And it's about, um, there's like, it, it's the, I want to say that it's three different acts in this movie. In the first, first act, it starts out with this, you know, celebrity model couple and the girls like totally like a influencer. So it starts out with him and their, their relationship and the, the rough patches they're going through, like, they're at a super fancy dinner, and she's like, yeah. Oh, thanks, babe, when the check comes. And he's like, hey, you told me last time I paid that you were going to pay this time. This, and, you know, and then she turns it on him like, oh, 
oh yeah is it a money thing that's that's fine i'll no i'm happy to pay and then he fe- he starts feeling bad and the, the way he's manipulated into paying for the dinner again like it was really good really good scene and uh then it cuts to like the second act they're on they're being paid to be on this super fancy wealthy celebrity cruise where they're the influencers so she's like literally taking pictures of the pasta plate well he's taking pictures of her and you start to meet the crazy characters woody harrelson plays the just out of his mind uh he's the captain of the cruise ship and he he's amazing and uh woody harrelson's another one like if he's in the movie it's i'm I'm probably gonna like it yeah i like woody harrelson and then um something happens on the cruise and then they're all on an island and then um like one of the help ladies like she's the only one that knows how to like catch fish and start a fire this and that and she's like yeah i on the on the ship i was head janitor on the island i'm the captain and she makes everyone say that to her before she gives them a piece of uh, octopus that she caught and like it gets kind of this like lord of the flies mentality because she controls everything the help all of a sudden is controlling all these rich people and it's really good and i see why it's nominated for a bunch of academy awards and i give it a huge thumbs up so hold it is it on is it streaming or is it on it's in in theaters right now i don't know i don't think it's streaming yet well no you can you can get it on video on demand right now okay early access yeah any of those any of those uh amazon itunes yeah gotcha video on demand triangle of sadness and it's nominated for a bunch of academy awards too so you can be mr fufu and tell everyone you've already seen that movie that's nominated fantastic okay and the uh the song i mean there's this there's this band they're called uh dead on sunday and they do a bunch of like new romantic or dark emo versions of popular songs and i played you because i'm like you should hear this before i play for the audience and it's (laughs) they do their dark new romantic version of blink 182's damn it and it's uh it's pretty amazing all right no i mean i couldn't tell you knew the words. I knew instantly. the words, but I was like, "Hold it, what song you're is all, that?" Yeah, it you're was like, like in disguise. It was incognito. Yeah, it's very, very new row, <laughs> new romantic, and uh, it's uh, so. Let's listen to "Damn It" after dark version, "Dead on Sunday," and we'll be back, right, Chris? We're coming back. Uh, well, you might have a co-host. <laughs> um, I'm trying to. I'm feeling that I'm doing uh, interviews right now. <laughs> I'm going to get someone who uh, will show up and record whenever you want to. So you you can record like once a week, bro. You want to be a weekly podcast? This person is going to be down. Hey, for, my, for, for, that, for that new co-host, hey, I'll come to you. I'll come to you. But you're going to have to learn Chris's parts because Chris does certain things on the podcast that I don't do. Yeah, I told you to have everything set up when I got here and you just started laughing. I, yeah, me, I did have it set up. I had my computer right here. Hey, well, you did have the song. Yeah, that was pretty quick. I did. Yeah, I was pretty good today. That was so, pretty quick. So this all is- right. So I might be back. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> might be a month. <laughs> might be four months. Chris is a mess right now. 
We're, we're <laughs> I'm a mess. He's in a he's in a um Chris is in his rebuild year right now. <laughs> so like a basketball team, everything's <laughs> torn down and we gotta we gotta build it back up. But I got high hopes. Yeah. I have I I'm not quitting on you. Thanks, it, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Alright, here's Dead on Sunday, damn it. Maybe I'll see you 